0: everybody. We're so excited about our kids takeover tonight. Our kids have been ready. They've been practicing. They're going to participate. This isn't just, you know, it's Kids Church. It's not just Pastor Marie, but the kids are going to participate and you're going to see them and how we learn in Kids Church. We're really, really excited about it. Um, Well, I'm just, just wondering where Seth is kind of he's oh hey hey hey
1: sorry somebody was checking in and i had to deal with that but we're good now
0: oh okay yeah that's that's fine there's always help needed elsewhere as well but anyway we're here now we're ready to go we're excited about kids what oh oh, uh, excuse me sorry this happens a lot actually yeah just go ahead you know how to start
1: all right um let's start off this evening with prayer who wants to pray jackson why don't you come up and pray for us all right here you go sir
2: Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you that we get to come here and celebrate you and know who you are. Thank you that you risked your life for us and we praise you for the wonderful things you've done for us. Amen.
1: Amen. All right. We also like to start Kids Church with a song, so let's have our praise team come on up. Everybody up. And I want everybody else to stand up. Today we're talking about the body of Christ, so we're going to sing a song called You and Me, talking about the body of Christ.
3: Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. That's what friends are for.
0: Me, that's what tonight's about. You guys can sit down. Thank you guys for coming. You and me, we are together. We are better together. You can sit down. We do worship a little different in kids' church. We will worship again, so don't be concerned about that. We will do praise and worship again. But we're so excited tonight about kids' takeover. Seth, so, you ready? Sorry, I had to leave because they had a little issue and the they nursery. needed me in nursery. Yes, I have to. But anyway, what are you doing now?
1: The thing that we talked about in the skit. The thing we talked about. This thing, oh, really no, we thing. can't
0: We can't do that now. Why can't we do that? Well, we, well, see, my arm's been hurting a little bit, and, and? We, don't, we don't have anybody else to, to help do that. Well, we'll so, No, arms. but it's okay. We're going to do a video, and it's going to introduce our lesson for tonight. Just watch it for a few minutes, boys and girls.
4: Have you ever wished you had a certain talent or gift? Maybe you wish you were a brilliant scientist, or a world-famous singer, or a gold medal-winning basketball player. Those are all good gifts, but sometimes, no matter how much we practice or how hard we try, we just won't have all the gifts we want. But that doesn't mean we don't have special gifts of our own. We all play an important role in the body of Christ, also known as the church, and God's given all of us gifts to help. The Apostle Paul talks about this in the book of 1 Corinthians. He said to think about it, like this. In our human body, our eyes and our feet were made to do very different things. Our eyes were made to see, and our feet were made to walk. If our eyes and our feet decided to change places, how would we see? How would we walk? Our bodies wouldn't work very well. The body of Christ is the same way. God's given us our special gifts as part of His church. When we use those gifts well, the whole body of Christ works like it should, to show God's love to each other and the world. But when we don't use our gifts or get jealous and wish we had different gifts, it's like we're an eye wishing we were a foot. God made you to be you, with your own unique and special mix of gifts and talents. So think about how you can use the gifts he's given you to follow Jesus and serve others as part of the church. When you do that, you'll be true to the self God made you to be.
1: All right, now it is game time. Who wants to play a game? All right, I'm gonna need helpers. so as Liam comes on down, and I think I'm gonna need here to help me, this is what's gonna happen, all right? Would you hold this for me? So, right. Liam, me. I'm gonna need you to pick four kids, all right? And then when you four kids are picked, I'm gonna need you four kids to pick four adults. Your parents, grandparents, teachers, just whoever. All right, so Liam, go ahead and pick four people.
0: All right, come on adults, y'all get ready. Y'all gotta play a game. You gotta go pick an adult, pick an adult. Tell them they can't say no. That's our rules. You got to play. Aww. Preferably one who likes oh, to eat. That's okay. Oh, wait. She might not be able to eat what it is. If you have a food allergy or sensitivity, let them know. You got to pick something else.
1: All right. We can have the adults sit in the chairs. Over this side, we got oh two guys, more. Two, two more chairs over here. I in the
0: and Miss Jamie, yes, come ma'am. on over here. Take your seat in a chair. I guess you can pick your favorite of the right. chips that are sitting there.
1: All right, there you go. Nope, no, not you guys. Actually, Donovan is gonna be the oh, one. Oh, okay. So p- kids, put your blindfolds on. You also are gonna be given a bag of chips and a glove. Put did it on are, yourself, buddy. Did you pick her? And then here, put the glove on you too. So this is what's gonna happen, guys. For, that's nine, you know, nine months to a nine. year of their life on one of their hands. Nine months to a year of your life, the parents have fed the kids. But now, it's gonna be time, here you go. Time for the kids to feed the parents. So the kids are gonna be blindfolded and they're gonna use their gloves First thing, I to, hope to my reach kids never inside, to feed me. grab the chip, and they're gonna to try to reach around and feed it. And we're gonna do this game for about a minute or so and see how well it goes. Is everybody ready?
0: Isaac doesn't wanna play. You don't wanna play? He doesn't wanna do it. He's supposed to do Gideon, come on.
1: Yeah, hurry up, Gideon, come on, come on. We're running on a schedule, hurry up. There you go, there you go. You can't use your um, hands though. Okay. Pa- parents
0: no, or, or adults one. cannot use your hands. After they Do start to feed you. Me? You cannot help. <laughs> Don't cheat. Yes, you can open them up. Bro. All right,
1: are, are we ready on that side?
0: Are you guys ready? Y'all are ready? Okay. That's
1: right. You, you can hold
0: the chips as long as well. No, she actually has to hold them.
1: All right, on your you, you mark. You can't raise your hands. Get set, go.
0: Let's just see how many you can eat in a minute. Do we have the countdown? Do we, oh, Did I put the countdown in there? I should have had a 60-second countdown in there.
4: Hey kids, what time is it? Game time!
0: I'm gonna get it done one way Hey kids, what time is it? Oh, there should be a countdown after that.
3: It's not in there, the next thing is a countdown. How are wait for you to that. Okay, hurry right, right, right. guys, you guys have 20 countdown seconds left. 20 seconds left, you
0: got it. 20
1: seconds. Okay. 20 seconds left. <laughs> All right, everybody count. 10, 9, five, 8, seven, 7, 6, 5, five four, 4, 3, Two, one. All right, stop. Let me look in your bag, Micah. All right, Pastor Marie, do we have anything to um, help clean this up a little bit? Wow, look at that. What? Micah's clean chips up. are practically gone. Oh dear. Everybody give a hand clap for Micah. So, um, you need a trash can. Where's Nick when you need him? Let's uh, so this- just, here, we hold that. We'll just about backwards y- y- left in there. Let's see how much is left in here. Yeah, oh, we'll wow. Get over here. All right. So I'm gonna say it. first place is Micah, second place is Don third place is Miss Jamie, and fourth place is Donovan and um, Mimi. Mimi. Thank you guys so much for participating.
0: I right, give it up for our kiddos and our oh, girls they're who they're participated. They're Thank, you so Thank you so much. We'll, we'll really we can take care of the cleanup later. It's all right. We'll just have to vacuum that. You know what I'm saying? Thank you so much. That's all right. I'll get it later.
1: Oh, man, I gotta go get something. I'll be right back, guys. Don't go anywhere. Hey, Bud. Hey,
5: what's up? I was wondering,
6: have you ever thought about what God wants you to do? What do you mean? I was thinking the other day about what God wants me to do. Does he want me to be a reader, a church secretary, a preacher? Yeah, no, I never really thought about it. But now that you ask, I wonder what God's plans are for me. Hey, guys. What's up? Well, hey, Bubba. Cuckoo Bird and I were just talking about different things God might call us to do for him here at the church. You mean be a worship leader, work in the kitchen, play in the band? Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. Me neither, but I hope I'll get to be a worship leader or play an instrument. I really like music. And I can preach and preach the best sermon you've ever heard. I think I'll just be a pew potato. A pew a what? A pew potato. Did I just hear you say a pew potato? Yeah, you heard what? What's a pew potato? pew potato is someone who just comes a chest and sits on the pew. Then, when service is over, they get up and go home, kind of like a couch potato. So that's all they do? They just sit there? Well, no. I mean, they need the Bible, St. George's worship sometimes. You just don't want to leave their pew. Bobo, I don't mean to be rude, but isn't that being a little, a uh, bit too lazy? I don't think so. You're still coming to church, and you can still love Jesus while on the pew. But, Bolo, God doesn't want you to just come to church, worship Him, and then go home. He wants to use you. First Corinthians 12 talks about the fully joined body of Christ and the different jobs each member does. We each have an important job to do. Yeah, there are all kinds of important jobs. You could pray for the people who are sick, you could witness to someone and tell them about Jesus. Great new people, make them feel welcome. There is so much to do than just sit there and beg out like a potato on the pew. Yeah, and by the way, do you know what happens to potatoes potato when they sit too long? I uh, know. They go bad. Not just that, but they grow eyes. Uh, I don't want to go eyes. means if you sit too long on the pew, and don't do anything, you might start watching other people and start being a busybody. Busybody? Yeah, you know, someone who's nosy, watches other people, and sticks their nose in other people's businesses. 2 Thessalonians 3.11 talks about some people in the church who did, didn't do anything for Jesus. some are are busybodies. I get you points. Great Peel potatoes off the plate. I don't want to be that, but what can I do? You need to pray. That's God. We'll pray for you too, and you can pray for us. Yeah. In the meantime, we can start serving them now in whatever way the church needs us. That'll help us learn what we are meant to do. Sounds like a great idea. I heard they need help in the nursery. We should start there. Oh boy, I'm not changing any of the
1: they have a good snack. All right. What? Sorry I left I you know, alone
3: for so long. It should be fine. Oh no, that will not do. I but told you no, 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 no.
0: Yes, yes. Oh Oh yes, no, she needs bad. to clean, yes. Have her just organize my shoes and make sure they're all nice and clean. You know how they've been getting so dirty. Lately. Hey, that's, yes. That's so no okay. no now he needs to take care of my kitchen pantry and put everything in alphabetical order. You know, I just get irritated when I can't find stuff. Yes. Oh no no, did hey, you find someone to take care trip. of Poochie? No, my pet doggy, he needs to be rubbed in the belly every day, four times a day. The last person wasn't doing it right. Okay, well, you need to take care of all of those things. Okay, so, okay I'm going to call you back.
1: Beth, uh, excuse me. I'm so, we're in the middle of church so, here.
0: Goodness, oh, I'm so sorry for interrupting. I was coming to give my tithe.
1: Oh, my yes. goodness. So,
0: you know, I'm a giver. But anyway, yes. so, I'm so frustrated because yes. all of these people trying I've got all these employees, and they don't want to do their job. They're to somebody else's job. Or someone that just are not working. And it's so frustrating when they don't yeah. do their job. You know what I'm no, saying? That's what we're
1: talking about today, people <sighs> that don't do their okay. job. But anyways, you were talking about a few weeks ago, some stock market crash. How are you doing with that?
0: Oh, I am doing so much better. I'm doing just like you said. I'm tithing. I'm tithing, and God is blessing me, and that's why I'm hiring more people, because I have so much more to do, and I pay them, and they help me, and they get paid, and it's a win-win situation. Oh, thank you for that. Okay, and
1: although it is great that you're paying your tithes, what else are you doing for God?
0: Excuse me, are your ears clogged? You're not cleaning them out. Get out. Didn't I just tell you I'm giving my tithe? I'm giving my money? I'm doing it. Yes, I'm doing so
1: much. Giving your tithes is something that yes. you should do, but the Bible says that we are the body of Christ and that we should all do our own part. So, what are you doing on your part outside of giving? Excuse me, you said
0: body. Yes. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> even the Bobbyless Babs, I'm a new Christian, even I know that God is a Spirit, the Bible says.
1: (laughs) Yes, God is a spirit. What do you mean
0: body? There you go. You're talking that language, that code language that I don't really understand. So explain.
1: If you you listen, I'll explain. I'm listening. God is a spirit, but the church is his body. That's what I've been trying to tell you for (laughs) so many weeks.
0: Once again, young man, how do you think I got my money? I'm very smart, and I know that a body is a living and breathing organism with different parts that work together, and they all have to work properly to make the body healthy and whole.
1: Yes, That's what exactly. Is. You're understanding. Each part of the church has to work together on behalf of the whole unit. That okay. is exactly what well, we're talking well, then, about.
0: Then I'm giving. I'm doing my part. So I don't. I really don't understand what you're saying this time, young men.
1: Babs, if you'll just stick around and listen. We're talking about not only giving your tithes, but doing your part as the body of oh, oh, Christ. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I know. Yes. I bet
0: there's somebody here that would love to receive money to do my part. Yeah, well, no, <gasps> yes, no. Yes, I could do that. It would it'd be a win-win. Who would like some? I've got some. Fabs, no, yes, no, I can pay down. someone. Those children down.
1: are so eager. What would you like me to pay them to do? No, you need to do it yourself because the Bible yeah, says start that Start by need, cleaning this mess. That's, that's certainly a place to start. Yes. But you need to do your part. God has given you special <sighs> you know gifts but, uh, that I'll, he hasn't given anybody uh, else. Hold on You second. could be the Is church easy? of Cal-
0: well, that is just not acceptable. No, if he's not doing what he's doing, I'm going to have to stay home and rub Poochie's belly. Then I'm going to miss my whole meeting. Oh, you don't understand. Bads. Everyone has to Bads. be doing their job. There is a reason why. Oh, I, I'll have to catch you later. I'll, I'll listen it. I'll zoom in on yeah, Facebook. This woman
1: gives it. me a headache. <laughs> All right. Let's see. What do we do? We did the prayer. We did the skit. And then we did the draw. What's next? Oh, what's Come next? That's right, the Bible story is next. Do you wanna come on up and help with that? Yeah,
3: I just said, we should help. We know what the
1: Bible was. Well, if you know it, come on up.
2: We sure do. In fact, your headache reminds me of the lesson.
1: Who said I had a headache. Really? Okay, anyways.
2: Anyways, we're talking about the body of Christ, right? Yes, we are. Let's see what the Bible says about it. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we belong to each other. Romans 12, 4 through 5. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, prophesy speak out with as much faith as God has given you, given you Romans 12 6. Hey Ezra let's try something. Like what? Put your hands up straight like this.
1: What are oh, you oh, doing? Okay.
2: It
1: like? oh, oh. I'll just be the mic holder.
2: See, you can't do much because you can't move your arms. Just like the body of Christ, some people are called to be the arms. You know, like clean, fix things, take care of babies, and do handout community and other stuff. But if you can't, but if someone doesn't do it, then maybe it doesn't get done or someone else has to do it and stop what they're doing to do it.
1: You are exactly right, man. You guys really know your Bible. Alright, if, if next time, if I was you, I'll just leave them tied up, okay? <laughs> Right. We are talking about the body of Christ, and Kira's lesson kind of reminded me of that verse we've all heard, that the harvest is plentiful, but the, um, but the workers are few. So I was reading a statistic one day, and it said that in nonprofit organizations like churches, that only 20% of the people ended up doing 80% of the work. Now, if you ask me, that's a pretty unfair statistic, So in talking about the body of Christ, I came across a passage in Matthew chapter 25, verse 14, if you guys would like to turn there, and it is about the parable of the talents. Once again, that is Matthew 25, verse 14, and it reads, "...again, it will be like a man going on a journey, who called his servants and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents of money, to another two talents, and to another one, each according to his ability." But the man who had received the one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money, while the one with the five talents went at work at once, put his money to work, and gained five more, so also with the one with two. And after a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received the five talents brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five talents. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. And then the man with the two talents went up, and the same thing had happened. Then the man who had received the one talent came. Master, he said, I knew that you were a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your talent in the ground. See, here's what belongs to you. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I return, I would have received it back with interest. Take the talent from him and give it to the one who has ten talents. For everyone who has will be given more, and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, in a lot of ways, we can be like the servant who only had one talent Now, I'm sure, you know, he saw the man that was given five talents, and then he saw the man that was given two talents, Then he looked down in his hand, and he saw that he was only given one talent. I mean, could it have been that he felt embarrassed or maybe ashamed that his talent wasn't big enough or that his talent wasn't what he thought it should be? Verse 21 and 23 says the same thing. When the man with the five talents and the man with the two talents brought double back to the master, the master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. Now I will entrust you with more. Come and share your father's happiness. See, the man with the 10 and then the man with the, the, um, the four, they had different amounts, but the master said the same thing to him. And we can learn from that that no matter what your talents are, no matter how small or insignificant they may seem, as long as you present them to God and as long as you're doing what God is asking you to do, then that's all he asks. And from the verse that we read in Romans, Paul is trying to get across the point that whatever talent you are given, use that talent. If it's to prophesy, go out and prophesy and do it with as much faith as God has given you. So I'm talking with the body of Christ. I have what seems to be, do you guys know what this is? It is a Swiss army pocket knife, a Swiss army pocket knife has all sorts of cool gadgets and gizmos attached to it. It has a bottle opener, it has a a screwdriver, it has um, a long knife, it also has a uh, toothpick and some pliers, or not pliers, tweezers. How much sense would it make if I had a plate of chicken to start cutting it with the tweezers? Would that make sense? No. No. How much sense would it make if I had some chicken stuck in my teeth to use the knife to get it out of my teeth? Would that make sense? No. No, it wouldn't make sense and it would probably hurt. And that's how we are with the body of Christ. We're all given important tasks, and each of one of them is different. But we can't do a task for the other. We have to do the task that God has given us. And the verse on the screen from 1 Corinthians 12.37 says, A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. And I'll finish with this. We're all given kind of like these spiritual superpowers. I don't know if you guys seen these Avengers movies or these Justice League movies. Each person is given a different power and ability, but only that person can do that ability, and even so, in order to get the task that they're doing to get it completed or to defeat the bad guy, they all need to use their individual talents, and they all need to work together to help others. Everyone suffers when just one person doesn't do what he's called to do. It's like when my head hurts. I can't think straight. I don't want to do anything, and it's just not fun whatsoever, right?
0: Or like when my arm is bothering me and it can't function like I want it to and I can't do the things that I want. And you know what? In the body of Christ, everyone suffers when one person, one member is not able to or can't or won't do their part. That's right. That's like if we're too busy in here doing the work inside the church, who's going out to reach people outside? So that's why we say everyone suffers when even just one or two people are not doing their part that is that's not good. not good at all in fact is that the only verse we have no i think we got one more i think i think one we have our there. memory verse for so. tonight so kira is going to help me come up and teach this verse to you we're going to read it together go ahead and read it nice and loud kira
2: as each part does its own special work, it helps that other, it helps the other parts grow, so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love.
0: Ephesians four sixteen. Well, that is a big verse. So what we're gonna do tonight? We're gonna we're gonna split it in two. So we're gonna have this side is gonna say the last part with me, and this side is gonna say the first part with Kira. All right. So you're gonna say, "As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow." that's you guys and over here we're gonna say so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love and you can do the actions with me if you want it always helps Ephesians 4 16 we're gonna say the last part together are you guys ready I think my side's a little bit ready I don't know is your side ready are y'all ready all right all right now are y'all ready let's get excited all right you you think you you think you guys can do it better now? We try in kids' church to say, not screaming necessarily, but just to say it loud. Alright. Three, two, one, go.
2: As each part does
0: its own special work, it helps the other parts grow. So that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. I got full Ephesians 4.16. 16. Well, my side started without me because I was a little <gasps> lost for a second there. You, good job, guys. All right, for everybody, great job. We're going to do it one more time. Let's do it one more time. You ready? Set. This set, go. it's so special,
3: part, it helps the
2: other parts grow.
3: The whole
0: body is healthy and growing and full of love. Ephesians 4, 16. 16. B, that means it wasn't the whole verse because it's really long. But thank you, Kira, for helping us out. You know what? That actually reminds me of a song. Yes, that we should use our gifts. If we have gifts, and those gifts are going to help us all to be healthy and growing and full of love. Who doesn't want all of that? We need to use all of our gifts. Right, kiddos? Come on up and help me sing this. This is our praise and worship time. So we invite you guys. You can stand up with us. You can sing it with us. This is using all my gifts. We're going to use them for the Lord. Together, we're working together. All right, boys and girls, let's get going
5: give oh, yeah, the lord Bring yeah, actions yeah, for the lord let's go all right. let's now, have you heard? we all got just it got me thinking about all of the don't be afraid to join the action you know and y'all. realize uh, that some y'all want <laughs> So you put your hands up like this. Oh.
0: That we have. Now we're going to slow it down and we're going to worship God. We're going to love on God. I love to tell the children this is the time. Praise is when we're celebrating God. It's like a party, right? But when we worship, we slow down and we love on God and we let God love on us. So this song is one of our favorites. It's become one of our favorites. It's called I Am Available, And this is one you guys already know, too. But the lyrics are going to be on there. And our kids are going to help us worship the Lord with this song. We are available to you, Lord. We thank you, God, that you've given us gifts to use. We thank you, God, that you've given us the privilege to do something for you. So tonight, we want to worship you and say, I'm available. I'm available to you. What do you want me to do, Jesus? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God close our eyes, we can keep them open, raise our hands, but let's just let God love on us and love on him.
3: Thank you can have it all, you can have it all Here I am, here I am You can have it all, tonight may we all say you
0: can have it all God we love you so much and we thank you Lord What a joy it is to hear our children say, "I, ah, here I am I'm available to you. I thank you for children who are growing and they love you, Lord. I thank you for parents tonight. I thank you for our elders tonight. I thank you for aunts and grandparents. I thank you for brothers and sisters that we are your body tonight, oh God. And collectively, together, we want to move. We want to breathe. We want to serve, oh God, so that we can all be whole and healthy and full of love. So tonight, we want to say we're available.
3: Thing is a sacrifice. Thank you, Jesus. And use me how you want That be our cry. Use me, God. Use me. Have Jesus. your throne within my heart. Oh, Jesus. I really mean it. Thank you, Jesus. And I oh. hear oh. you call. Thank you, John.
0: finish am amen let's praise the lord let's say yes now. thank you jesus we're available to you tonight thank you kiddos thanks for helping us go ahead and sit down they will participate again in a few more minutes isn't it beautiful to see our children to hear our children worship it's not a choir. We didn't train them to do that. Like, okay, this is what we're going to say. We just, we worship. We worship. Some of you might have seen, I posted on Facebook. I don't know if I shared it to the New Life page. But our kids, they love the Lord. Thank you, parents. Thank you, parents, for letting us partner with you. You're doing a great job. Because they come ready. We have some kids that come. They're visitors. They haven't been in church, kids' church, or, you know. But, but our core kids, you're raising them well. You're training them. And they come and they're ready to worship. And they come to the altar and they pray for each other. And tonight they're going to pray for you. We're going to give you that opportunity. Because we're the body of Christ. They are part of the body. Amen? They're part of the body. They are members just like this. So Miss Savannah, may I have to plug her here? She, She was nice enough to do this artwork for me. I asked her if she would make something for me representing the body of Christ. That's you and me. We're the body. We must work together, right? Now, can you imagine... If a part wasn't doing its part, like, you know, it was kind of part of a skit tonight. But really, I, I hurt my arm somehow in El Salvador. I don't know how I did it exactly, but I come back and sometimes I struggle with I struggle from with reaching back here and stuff like that. So sometimes I have to massage it, whatever. But it hurts. So when your arm hurts and it's not doing what it's supposed to, like you adults who came up here to eat, how'd you feel about that? You could not use your hands. They weren't, they, you know, they could have worked, but they weren't working. How does that feel when a body part does not work? It's not functioning like it's supposed to, right? Well, I had COVID, I don't know how many I all had COVID. I couldn't smell and I couldn't taste for a while. Well, that was horrible, right? But we know that uh, scientists and studies say, that, and people know that if somebody's blind, the other senses will work harder, right? But is that ideal? It's good. Praise God he made our bodies like that. That if one body is weaker, then the other part will help. That our other senses will grow stronger. But that's not ideal for that to happen, right? So that's sometimes what happens in the body of Christ. If one member is not working and the other parts have to do extra work and they're spread too thin or they get worn out or they get burned out and then they say, I quit. Because I'm doing this job, this job, and not necessarily what I'm called to do, but it's got to be done, so I'm jumping in there. I'm jumping in there and I'm helping, but that's not necessarily what. So then we got another body part that's kind of being strained and not doing what it's supposed to do, right? So the body parts have to all be functioning and functioning and doing what they're called to do and know that they're called. Know that if you're part of the body, you have a part to play. I don't think anybody in the body of Christ is an appendix. I mean, they say that we don't need those appendix. I have mine taken out at 12, and, and I don't know. I feel like I might have needed it because I have digestive problems now. So I don't know. That's just my thing. That's my theory. I don't know. But I think it, it was there. God put it there. It's got to have a part, you know. And So everybody in the body has something to do. And i tell you, somebody who taught me, can we skip to the, the message slides, the points there? Somebody who taught me how to function in the body of Christ and how to serve was my mom. She's with Jesus now. She's been with Jesus now for five years. But my mom was a single mom. My father, I won't give you the whole story. It's a very long story. But my father left us when I was about 12. He had an affair. He left. My mom was single. She was working two, and three job, two or three jobs at a time. She decided to return to church. My home church is, uh, well, was where i was spiritually raised a bethel temple in tampa and i went into an amazing church at, at one point it was the biggest it was the mega church in in Penn, florida um my pastor was superintendent and then the other pastor came along anyway so it's this amazing church a missions-minded church a big church of uh, yeah i don't know over a thousand or whatever and you would think everybody's doing something right well not everybody there was always a need there's always a need wherever there is and uh, my mom was the kind that even though she had two jobs, sometimes three jobs, we had, we had to go on food stamps. She wouldn't stop and go on welfare. She had to stop working to go on welfare. She's like, I'm not doing that. I'm going to work. And she worked hard. And I saw my mom work hard. But then we got became a part of the church, and she worked hard in the church. She's raising two kids. Dad's not, he's gone, not even giving child support, nothing. And uh, she's raising two kids, and here she is saying, what can I do? And they needed a van driver. Guess what my mama said? I can drive the van. Not for men, shouldn't they be driving? I mean, back in that day, still, you know. And she's like, I'm gonna drive the van. And my mom was not a morning person. She's worked hard, like I said. She was, she was a night person. I'm a morning person. She was a night person. She'd stay up late. And uh, then she'd get up rushed and usually running late all the time, putting her makeup in the car, on in the car, you know. So I'm like, you have to wake up and go do it for m-. the first service was like at 8 or 8.30 or something. You're gonna go drive the van. And you know, of course, I went along with it. My brother didn't. He didn't want anything to do with the church. He got very bitter. But I was like, yeah, church. I love church. And I just followed my mom. And I was I I uh, rode shotgun. And I pulled out the stool for the little old ladies who would come and get it. No offense, to anybody. This you know, you're not little old. You know. But anyway, so we would travel around and pick up people all over Tampa and do like an hour sometimes because we had so many people to pick up. So that means we had to be out extra early. But my non morning person mother. My mother was perky. She was happy. And smiling like 90% of the time. She had that joyful spirit. And she was so happy driving that van. Good morning. How you doing? You know, and she was all happy. And you know what? I learned that joy of serving from my mom. We were always in church, always doing something. She wanted to be, even if there was construction going on, she'd probably be like, oh, well, what can I do? I'll come and do something. You know, that was our mom. And that's what I learned, the joy of being in church like all the time. And back then we went all the time. There was always something to do. So she knew her part and she didn't let anything discourage her. She did have some, you know, it felt like an arm cut off when my dad left. It felt like she had too much going on, you know, that she couldn't have much left to give. But she did it and she did it with joy. So we all have a part in the body, even a single mom, even no matter what we're going through, we can function. God can give us strength to do what we're supposed to do. Here's another thing about the body of Christ. Together, we are better. Together, we're better. Serving together is better. When we come together, that was part of the joy of being a part of my church. It was a huge church, but it never felt huge to me because there was so much serving going on. Like the women's ministry, they had brunches once a month, and we got together kind of like the women last night, and I'll touch, I'm going to use that as an illustration a little bit, but there was so much going on there that we wanted to be there, that people loved on me. I didn't have my dad, my biological dad, but I had spiritual dads all over the place. I had older gentlemen who would come and say, Marie, your smile's beautiful. And I had, I didn't have braces yet. And I had, you know, crooked teeth and I was afraid to smile. Sometimes I'd go, er, 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 er. but they'd say, I love to see you smile. And, and that little man who said that to me all the time didn't even know how much that meant to me. He just smiled and said, i love to see you smile. We didn't have many conversations, but he said that. We'd, I'd be at the altar, and those older folk would come and pray for me and pour into me and connect with me, you know. And so there was so much going on. And together, togetherness, being at the altar, or fellowshipping, or playing, or whatever it was, there was togetherness. Again, kind of like last night, the women's ministry. It was so beautiful. You know, Dawn Maurice is there, and she had all kinds of ladies coming up and helping, you know, singing and uh, reading the Word and all of that. And then the Spirit was moving and working together, coming together in unity and love and seeking the Lord. And you felt that anointing, right, ladies? If you were here, you felt the presence of God and you knew it. It was sweet because we were seeking the Lord and and serving him together. And that's the beautiful thing that we can do is the body. What happens if we're part of the body of Christ and yet we're not in unity, though? Because there's people who can have different ministries and be doing their things in the body of Christ. But they've got a whole different vision. You know, they're not working together with the other ministries. I'm not saying if you're in one ministry, you have to be a part of every other ministry. And I know in this church we have people who want to serve in several areas. But what if, you know, we're like, oh, I'm going to go off and do my thing. And I'm going to do my thing. And we're not in unity with the vision of the church. And our church is a going church for a coming Lord, right? So we all have to have that vision. Every ministry, every person in the body has to be working together towards that goal. But sometimes we're in the body and we're not really together. We come and we do our own thing and we get our own part and and our blessing. Or we serve when it's convenient and how we feel good. And maybe we're doing something but we're really not working together. Because maybe our differences are too much or we don't feel that unity or we don't realize it. We're just so busy focusing on what we're doing, we don't realize that we're not really, in all the doing, we're not really connected to the whole body. And we might be doing something that's really good, but if it's not together with others, if we can't work together with others, then we're not the body. We're not whole and we're not healthy if we're not doing it together in unity in the body and looking at the bigger picture is what I'm doing fulfilling the bigger picture of reaching people and growing the body and encouraging my fellow brothers and sisters and the fellow members of the body so we've got to do it together like this one. Oh, we skipped some of those they didn't come up so everyone must do their part so I wanted to show some pictures of how we are doing our part you are doing your part there's so many roles to play, you know, sweeping the, mopping the floor, uh, teaching the Royal Rangers, being in the nursery, amen, hallelujah. Anyway, this is a good place to be. Uh, you know, doing the help and greeting and doing women's ministry, all that kinds of things, uh, serving, praying, uh, BBS, doing our part, and then working together. You can see the joy on the faces in the next one. And the next one, it's coming. Uh, there we go. Together we're better. Look at that. Look at the joy when we come together and work. And one thing that amazed me last year, one of my first experience was, of course, uh, doing the fall festival uh, with all of you. Like we came in August, and, and in October we were doing fall festival. And it was so amazing, everybody coming together, and all the joy that was on all of your faces that you were out there serving. Now, I believe that any one of us can go and serve anywhere we want and, and feel some joy doing it by ourselves, Right? We're doing something for the Lord. We're reaching people. But when we come together, how good and pleasing it is to the Lord for brethren to dwell together in unity. So imagine when we're working in unity. There was joy. There was joy at VBS working together. There was joy at that fall festival. Wow, look at all the people who came. Look what we did. It was there was excitement in the voices of people. You know that. What a joy to work together in unity for the Lord, and that's what He uh, enjoys seeing us do—being together. So, what part are you? What part are you? What part do you play? You might say, "I've done this, I've done that, I do this, I do that." But what part are you currently? I believe that there are times in our life when we might play one part in the church or one role in ministry, and there are times when God might say it's time to shift. Kind of like uh, somebody who told me last night, she's not here, so I'm not, and I didn't ask her, so I'm not going to say her name. But she said, I feel like God wants me to step out and help in women's ministry. I've kind of done this other ministry, children's ministry, for a long time. But I feel like God, oh, there she is. <laughs> Can I embarrass you, <laughs> Miss Paula? But I feel like God is telling me to step out into something new. And I say, yeah, you go, girl. Because God will do that. God will refresh us. He'll bring us into a new season. And he'll say, okay, head into something else. But be sure that it's God. Be sure that it's God. Like the sister was saying this morning, be sure that you're called to do it. Don't just do it because somebody else said or, you know, because you want something to do. Because even if you want something to do and that looks good to you, that might not be what God calls you to do. Kind of like when I was looking to go into ministry. So the last thing I wanted to do, and I shared this sometime when I preached once, was do children's ministry. I'd clean toilets. I'd been in the church office answering phones. Um, I was a teenager when I was called into ministry. I did outreach. I did evangelism. Uh, we were trained up at our church. There's always evangelism opportunities and outreach, and I'd done that kind of thing. Uh, went and then called to college. I went to Southeastern. Called to, to go to college. Didn't know what I was going to do, but I wanted to serve the Lord. And then finally, the uh, Christian ed director at that time, we called it that Sunday school said, do you want to teach for five-year-olds? And that was the last thing. He knew I didn't, I never worked in the nursery, y'all. Maybe I'm rooting from what I said now because I have to fill the nursery and it's hard to get people. But I said, um, no, I can't do that. I can't be with kids. I just can't, you know. And, but he said, finally, he asked me to teach and I was in mini- learning ministry and training and I wanted to serve. So I said, well, okay, I'll pray about it. And I really did. I went home and I prayed about it. I said, God if you do you want me to teach kids okay no oh wait a minute yes what four or five, four or five year olds four five-year-olds god they, they don't listen and it was like we had 30 of them 30 of them in the four and five-year-old class and they partnered me with another a couple that was teaching as well um so i started teaching four or five-year-olds and i said god please Help me love these children. These 25, 30. Help me love these children and give my best, and then get my little A in Christianette because was a, we had to do that Southeast. You had to do ministry and you had to get it. Uh, had, it was something you had to do, and you had to get evaluated. So help me get my good grade. Help me love on these kids, God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm gonna do my time and move on to another age group, an old, much older age group. That was my thing. But you know what? I fell in love with those kiddos. As snotty nose as they were. Anyway, no, they weren't snotty. They were so cute and they were so sweet. And they would come in, most of them. But some of them, they would come in angry. There was one little kid named Joshua. And he would come in every week angry and stand at the door. I don't want to be here. He was sad. He was angry. And I said, you know what, Joshua, I love you and God loves you. Just every week, just let him sit there, calm down. And for a few weeks, he would just stay at that door. And I found out that mom and dad were getting a divorce. They were getting a divorce. There were people in ministry. They were kind of leaders at the church, and they were getting a divorce. And this child was hurting. He was hurting. And God just led us as the teachers to love on him and give him time. Eventually, he came to the table. I tell you, there was no greater, there's no greater joy than when a child, than a child, one that isn't your own specifically. I mean, you know, your own, they're supposed to love you. But when someone that's not your own acknowledge you as someone special to them, and you've impacted their life spiritually as well. It's so powerful. So one Sunday, Joshua comes up with his mommy, and he's all shy. He, didn't, he wasn't angry anymore. He was smiling. But kind of bashful. And mom said, he wants to give you this. He gave me this note. And it said, I love you, Pastor Marie. Or not Pastor Marie. I was Miss Marie. And uh, still Miss Marie sometimes. You know, who knows? But anyway, he said, I love you, Miss Marie. Thank you. It had a picture on it Woo! jesus that touched me so much i didn't know i didn't know i didn't know how valuable and how beautiful and fertile and wonderful the soul of a child is i didn't realize what i could do for god just by loving on them what god could do through me let me rephrase it what god could do through me and man that and some other testimonies bam i was done Children's ministry, I've been doing it 32 years, almost 32 years. I'm not that old yet, but almost a long time. And it's a joy. I love it. That is my part. That is my part. That is what God has called me to do in every way that I can or wherever I am to reach children. So you never know. There might be something now that, that you know, you've been asked to do or there's a need and you're like, oh, pray about it. Really pray about it. And say, God, what can I do? You might be involved in something now and thinking you're playing one role, and you're not happy there. Kind of like the sister was saying this morning too. And you're like, why? I'm supposed to do this. I'm okay at it. I'm good at whatever. I've been doing it for a while. Maybe God's stirring something up in you and saying, there's something else I have for you right now. There's something else I want to show you. And that's the whole thing. When we decide that we're going to obey our part, and I've almost forgot my object lesson. I'm going to finish up with this. And we're going to pray because our kids are going to pray for you. I said that. Where would my table go? Did I ever get my table? Oh, he brought it. Mr. Nick. I thank God for him. I thank God for Seth. Seth, isn't that awesome? The, the Rodriguez. I don't know, Miss Danielle Rodriguez, what you're doing. But those kids are awesome. Um, they're awesome. I just You can give them a hand if you want. I don't know. I, I, they're They're great. Drawing pictures, doing stuff. Nick's amazing. He's always there to help, right? It's kind of like when we do our part, if we don't do our part, we're kind of like this sponge. See how oh, it's get crooked and kind of deformed? Because it's, it's, it's not been used in a while. Honestly, it's been sitting in, in a closet, you know, got dried up. It's not really being used, so it's kind of lost its shape or kind of weird looking. So what's it got to do to do the job of a sponge? What are we going to do with it? Kiddos, this is your part. Yeah. You gotta get in the water. If I'm gonna use this sponge, it's, gonna be it's gotta soak some water up. It's gotta. I'm gonna put that water in now. Hmm. I don't have a car to wash really. so anyway, so I'm gonna put it back in there. So this is like us in the body of Christ. We come to Christ, we get filled up, and you know where I'm going because you probably heard the lesson before. We get filled up. We get the Word in us. Well, there's only so much it can handle. You gotta. The purpose is to squeeze it out. To squeeze it out. To pour it out to use what we've received of God, the gifts he's given us, and pour it out to him, and, and that is serving others, reaching others. That's what we're meant to do. If we're not doing it, we will not have true joy. I really believe that there are people in the church that come to church that are not fulfilled. You know why they're not fulfilled? They get a little tickle, a little itch. They feel a little tear every now and then in a word that suits them and whatever they're going through, and that's good. We need that. But they're not 100% fulfilled if they're not serving. If they're not serving, if we're not finding a way to serve, someone to reach, someone to love, someone to pour into, literally pour into, then we're going to be like a dried up old sponge. Maybe even out of shape because we're not doing anything, we're not serving. And maybe even the words won't dig, go in deep to us because we're so full. There's no more room, really. And maybe we even get bored because we're just sitting there. Or maybe we grow eyes like the puppet said. You know,
3: they grow eyes.
0: Didn't they do a great job with that? I mean, I'm just, those kiddos, man, they're awesome. They're serving the Lord. And they're doing something. They're part of the body, and they're doing something for the Lord. When we have kids church on Sunday morning, I tell you, we have Kiddos, Liam is back there on the, on the uh, pro presenter tonight helping back there because we're training them up to serve. They, they're usher, they pray for each other, they do puppets. They're serving the Lord because they are part of the body. And if we don't teach them now, when they get older, statistics are showing kids are going to get bored with church. There's nothing for them to do. What are they doing? If you're not, getting, you're not giving, you're not pouring out, then you're not going through that full circle relationship and growing healthy and strong and full of that love. Because you know what? When we love, we feel love. It's not just the money that he says, give and it'll be given back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. Whatever you give, you want love, give love. You want someone to be there for you, be there for someone else. And it'll just automatically happen. It'll automatically happen. That favor of God will come on your life. God will bless you when you sacrifice. Like my mom, how did she do it? She was in her late 30s, raising teenagers, working two and three jobs. I didn't know then. I didn't realize the sacrifice that it is. I got a husband now and two kids and son, like, oh, I'm tired. My mom was doing it. She had energy. She had joy. And that's this thing with God. The more we give out, we do need rest. Don't get me wrong. You need a sabbatical. I take a day off and I rest but we're meant to serve. We're meant to do something for the Lord. So we're gonna pray. We're gonna close in prayer and the kiddos are gonna come up and they're gonna stand up here in front. We talked about this, guys. Um, the ones we talked about that were here before service, go ahead and come on up. We're gonna pray for people, right? They're gonna stand down here. We're gonna stand down here. We're gonna stand down here. We're gonna play that song again, I'm available. And some of the kids are gonna come over here. And if you feel like, I want to I be available. Want to be available, God, whatever it is. Whatever it is. Maybe you're like, well, I don't know, but I just want to, I want you to pray for me. Our kiddos will pray for you. Some of them might pray out loud, and some of them might say, just put a hand on and pray. Because they do pray. Sometimes we don't hear it, but they're praying. And then, once they pray for you, I have these note cards. And I have a pen. If there's an area you feel God is speaking to you about or maybe you currently serve there and you just say I'm gonna write it down because I serve there pray for me you can write your name or not we do this in kids church if you want to write a prayer request write it if you want to put your name down put your name if not give it to me and I'm just gonna pray for you so tonight the challenge is this are you available even if you say I'm doing what God wants me to do but maybe you say I just want to be available I, I went to the I came to the altar this morning and have sister Cheryl pray for me because whatever God I want more I want to make sure i'm doing what you want and we know in kids church altar is a place where we just come to receive more of god so we're going to close our eyes and bow our heads and if you feel like you say god you've moved me tonight you've spoken to me you've spoken to me lord and i feel like i need to tell you again i'm available whatever it may be there's always a need somewhere but lord what is it you're calling me to do I'm available. If you feel that, just come tonight. And let our children pray for you. And then I'm going to ask you to pray for them. So if you will, respond tonight. And let's be that body together, praying and seeking him. Saying, I'm available. I hear you, God. I'm available. I know our kids will be blessed praying for you. And I know you will be blessed. Thank you, God. Whatever you want me to do, Lord. God, I pray you would help us to say, I'm available. Whatever you want, God. And as these children pray for maybe their parents or friends or others in the congregation, I do pray for miracles. I pray that you would bless and you would speak through your Holy Spirit as I know that you do speak through our children. Hallelujah. Let every person here feel the anointing, your spirit in this place. We're available to you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Speak to us tonight. And we're available. I want to be a living, breathing, functioning organism. I want to be a blessing and encouragement to the body of Christ. I want to do my part, Lord. I want to do my part. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
3: thank you lord
0: if you want you can also just come to pray for our kids or pray right where you are pray for us hallelujah thank you lord it's already yours lord it's already yours Yet if you have a prayer request or you have something, a ministry or something area you want to serve in, write it down. We'll pray for you that the Lord will help you in that. Boys and girls, you can do the same thing. Write your prayer requests and I will take them. I will pray for you.
3: Thank you, Jesus, Nothing's a sacrifice. And use me how you want to God. Have your throne within my heart. I really mean it. Thank you, Lord. And I hear you call I
0: our kids need all of us. I'm just going to put that plug in. They need all of us. They need all of us. All of you are an encouragement. Mr. Bill with his peppermints. Personally, as a mom, I thank you so much for pouring into my girls because they love y'all. They do, Mr. Morris. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter if you're older. They're not yours. They're not your family. They need you just like I needed that little old man who would say, you got a great smile. I love your smile. I need you. And my girls have been so happy since we came here. We came from a place where they didn't really like the church. <laughs> Sorry, they didn't want to go, and we didn't have many kids. They were, there for, they were the only two for a while. But they came here, and thank you for loving on. Thank you for loving kids, and thank you for allowing our kids to be in here tonight. I didn't mention this because I do forget a lot of stuff, and Seth tries to keep me on track, but sometimes, you know. This is a sword. It's called BGMC Gideon Church. And this is what we have done because you help. When we do fundraisers, you parents and others of you, the kids come up to you trying to sell stuff. That, you know, when Bailey was here, God bless, she raised so much money. Jackson and all of my, let me stop naming names. But they, they all have raised money for BGMC. And last year we raised, come here, one of you kiddos, you got to help me do this because you are the ones that helped raise the money. So come on up. Come on up. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, I should, call. I should have told them to do this, but you can hold it together. Hold it together. So we raised over $8,000 last year. The kiddos raised $8, $8,865.55 for BGMC. <laughs> and you helped. You helped. And years before, we've raised, you've raised. I've only been here a year. So you guys have had this going on for a while. Um, we have, the church has consistently raised over a certain amount. So that's why they gave us this sword. It's not a real sword, so y'all obviously know that. Um, But um, anyway, it has the Star of David. It's awesome. It's going to go up probably in kids' church. I hope. I don't know. Because it's just so awesome. But maybe y'all would like to see it every time you come in the door, too. I don't know. We'll find out. But uh, thank you so much for working together to do that. Together, we're reaching our kiddos. And they're reaching people. It's, a, it's all good. Total energy. But anyway, it's all good. We're reaching our kiddos. We've done outreaches during the summer. Your kiddos have gone on outreaches to communities uh, to love on people. They've done a lot. And we're reaching people around the world. Thank you for the sideshow. by the way. No, he, he doesn't even realize it. All right. God bless you all. Um, thank you again. Anytime you want to help out in Children's Church, love on our kids, just come in and love on them. Nurseries available as well. I just got to plug that all the time. There's always needs. So, uh, is Pastor, did you want to say something else? All right. So do any of you kiddos want to close in prayer? Jackson, did you open in prayer? Jackson. Jackson's our, I call him our prayer warrior because he's just always ready to pray. But I like to give opportunity to anybody else too. Anybody else? Some, uh, most of them are pretty good. They're a little shy about the whole praying thing. Anybody? 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 Okay, Jackson. Go ahead, buddy. Close us out. Give God thanks. Lord, say
2: hey, thank you that um, we get to celebrate you. Thank you that um, um, you gave um, your life to us. And there's years, um, there's years in the past um, that people have passed um, to heaven, yeah, okay. and there's births to be made. And, our families and other families and um, we, we should be thankful for who God is and um, who he will be forever and just give thanks to who he is and um, do all that you can and give him all that you can give him. Careful, and careful, God bless you. Have a good week. Amen.
0: Amen. God bless you. Have a good week.